Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. I hope you're all doing well. Um, my name is Shahrazad, um, and welcome to yet another discussion on Akhwat the podcast for Cardiff University ISOC. Now, today I'm joined by Izzy, who is a revert to Islam. She's a very sweet individual, um, and she studied English literature and now works in a primary school. Um, so in, in today's discussion, we're, we're going to be sharing her journey towards Islam for Discover Islam Week, which most of you are probably aware of by now. Um, I thought it'd be quite nice to have her share her journey towards Islam. So Izzy, assalamu alaikum. How are you? Islam. Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Do you want to just tell us a little bit more about yourself um, before we begin? Yeah, I thought it would be good to kind of give a backstory of me and like um, like my upbringing. Yeah, sure, go for it. Whenever um, you're ready. So I have, I've always been spiritual and I was exposed to Christianity in primary school. My father's not religious, but my mum is spiritual and she's kind of the one who um, kind of initiated that spirituality from a young age. Okay. So yeah, that's my backstory. Alhamdulillah. So before we, before we begin, I just wanted to say that for whoever's listening, whether you're a Muslim or a non-Muslim, um, I hope that this discussion will be beneficial to you. So for the Muslims, hopefully this can be a reminder for us to be grateful for our religion. Um, and obviously for the non-Muslims, maybe this can be somewhat inspiring and relatable to you. And perhaps if you are interested in Islam, maybe this can push you in the right direction. Um, hopefully inshallah so I'll start by asking you Izzy how long have you been a Muslim for? So I took my shahada in 2018 so it's coming up to three years in July inshallah um, so I'm still a baby I still have a lot to learn and a lot to experience. Yeah as we all do alhamdulillah. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you look back on your journey towards Islam can you try and pinpoint what sort of like sparked that interest because I know you said that you've always been quite spiritual was there something in particular that kind of made you like more inclined towards Islam so I feel like it's hard to pinpoint this kind of exact moment Mm -hmm. I feel like my whole life was leading up to it and it's more that I have had many events throughout my life which has sparked my interest in Islam yeah Um, so yeah I think the like the moment where I kind of realized that um that I agreed more with Islam was when I was in high school in an RE lesson and we were learning more about Islam and Christianity and um yeah that's when I realized that Islam is very similar to Christianity but I also um realized that I agreed more with Islam over Christianity so like obviously that was the time when you realized was there any other moments where you thought okay like maybe I should start learning about Islam and maybe that pushed you towards it was after after this lesson yeah so yeah subhanallah it was after this um after this moment in my RE lesson I began to watch Islamic lectures on YouTube um but it was it took me a while to get onto that next kind of stage in my life because it almost felt like it was so out of reach like I it was something I used to tell people like when I grow up I'm gonna 
uh, raised my family to be religious and I was like and that's either Christianity or Islam <laughs> we'll <Aww>. see <laughs> it was it was kind of like there were um Christianity was easier than mm-hmm. Islam because Islam was so um it was so unfamiliar yeah and I didn't and it, it was more complicated it was the more complicated route in my life mm-hmm. but Alhamdulillah, when I started to um, watch these Islamic lectures on YouTube, the more I learned, the more I realized that Islam was the truth. And yeah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So what made you realize that it was the truth? Yeah, it was a weird moment because, um, but then I don't know if I can even call myself a Christian. I don't know, because um, no, I will. It was it was what I believed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um and I was the only one who considered myself Christian when I was growing up, like in my household. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I've gone off track now. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so you were saying, you were saying that um, you were the only one who considered themselves Christian growing up, um, but then obviously as you grew up and you learned more about Islam, you kind of swayed more towards Islam. Is that what you're trying to say? Because yeah. it kind of added up. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Um, so when you were in the process of converting, so obviously pre before you took your shahada, um, how were you feeling? Um can I sorry, can I go back to the last bit? Because I have some I wanted to kind of expand on Yeah, of course. It a little bit. Um, so I think what made me um resonate more with Islam was that it made sense to me the more I was learning the more it was making sense to me and it felt right in my heart mm-hmm. um, and like the simplicity of Islam was so refreshing yeah um, and uh and like in terms of it just felt more accurate yeah and it was more there was less to argue in a way I know like there of course we have there's differences in um in some cases but ultimately there's less um like there's yeah there's less con- there's no contradictions yeah um in islam and, yeah in islam and um yeah and i've never been happier <laughs> and i feel like no matter how complex life gets i feel so reassured by my trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so yeah that i guess was uh, that feeling that's so beautiful mashallah um so as i was saying earlier um whilst you were interested in islam what kind of pushed you to make the step towards taking your shahada and how did that feel mm. so i remember um i had i knew islam was the way i wanted to go it was what i believed in it was just that next step of um, actually becoming Muslim, taking my shahada and kind of being public about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that I, that sounds really morbid, but I didn't want to die not being a Muslim. Yeah, I think I even Muslims like, can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't Muslim at the time. I was like, what if I die tomorrow and I haven't, um, I have, I'm not Muslim. Like, what am I, like, that's going to be the biggest regret in my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, alhamdulillah, I um, I decided to tell my parents and 
Um, yeah, and then a month later, I took my shahada. <laughs> alhamdulillah. How did it feel reciting the shahada? It was, alhamdulillah. Uh, I was so excited, and it was really a really nice um, experience because my family came with me to the mosque, and I took my shahada in front of them. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, I know, alhamdulillah. I'm so, I'm so um, I feel so blessed that they've been so supportive. Um and I felt so relieved and content because I've had this so many years of building up, knowing this is what I need to do, but not having that courage to actually take that step. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I finally felt like I am who I'm meant to be now and I'm not hiding anymore. I can just be myself and I'm not. That was like the biggest secret I had kept from my parents for so, so long. Yeah. And I feel like it really, especially with my mum, it really affected, well, on my side, I felt like I couldn't talk to her about things. And like since then, our relationship has just like flourished. (laughs) She's like my best friend. That's so lovely. Um, So how how did it feel before telling them? Because I know you've already touched upon you were quite mm-hmm. nervous to break it to them um yeah so this is the like the biggest struggle that I had was telling my parents mm-hmm. um and I knew that no matter what they would love me but I had heard so many negative revert stories about these poor brothers and sisters whose parents disowned them just because of their religious beliefs so I'd convinced myself that it was impossible for my parents to support me um, but alhamdulillah, they were supportive and um, we had quite a few conversations uh, about Islam in the past, mm-hmm. especially when I was taking um, religious studies in, in uh, A-levels. I don't know, I just, I was very passionate about religion and mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> um, and so it it was quite common for us to discuss Islam. Yeah. Um, so. I feel like it wasn't, they said that they weren't surprised. Oh, so you're kind of dropping hints along the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kept, um, my mum kept kind of hinting. She'd see like my Quran on my bookshelf. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. And oh. like, she's like, hmm. How did, like, no, no. how did that make you feel when she'd noticed these small things? Were you like worried? or Because I, I could imagine having that like little panic moment inside. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm like, I remember trying to learn how to pray mm-hmm. in my room, and like as soon as I heard a noise, I thought my heart would be racing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, bless you! Take off stuff, everything, hide everything oh. in like for seconds, and yeah. But alhamdulillah, everything is fine now. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> um, let me. They just walk out again now. Alhamdulillah. Um, so what about your friends? How did your friends react? Was that something that worried you? Not so much. It was more my parents' um, reaction that I was worried about. But um, yeah, it, yeah, it was just my parents that I was worried about. They're, they're the, um, it's their approval that I value the most. Um, mm-hmm. My friends have been amazing too. Um, they um 
my Muslim friends, they've been super supportive and my non-Muslim friends, they've been really respectful and they don't drink alcohol when we go, we meet up, not that we can so much now. Mm. And uh, they always include me in a way that makes me feel comfortable, which alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Really, That's really nice to hear. Alhamdulillah. Um, Are there any other struggles that you might have faced along your journey? Or was it just mainly um, being afraid of your parents' opinion? Yeah, that was the my biggest struggle. Okay. But uh, I think everything else has been um has been pretty smooth, alhamdulillah. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the biggest struggle. Alhamdulillah. So going back to when you prayed for the first time, how did that feel for you spiritually? Um How was that for you? And also linking that to Ramadan, how was your first Ramadan? It would be quite nice to hear your experience. Yes, so um, uh, I don't know why, but I was, I'm not, uh, for some reason I don't feel like when I was learning to pray in my room, because I had a, I was learning how to pray in my room. Basically, I had a time uh, scale. Uh, and I wanted to convert before I went to university and kind of start fresh. And I was like, knew me, no one will know me, mm-hmm. and I just start fresh. And I'll have that distance from my parents in case things don't go well. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I struggled, and then it didn't happen. I was didn't feel like I knew enough. Um, so then my first time praying was in or like learning to pray again like properly and where it was successful mm-hmm. was my first Ramadan so it kind of goes hand uh, hand in hand the um, the experience a little bit so I was really nervous and I found it challenging mm-hmm. but also extremely relaxing yeah um, and I would um I'd find it hard because I kind of lost that sense of God consciousness when I um, decided that Islam was the re- religion that resonated with me because I didn't really know how I was meant to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because yeah. it was like new and I didn't want to do it in a wrong way and um, this mindset was something I really regret because... Um, yeah I lost that connection in a way and it um I really recommend to remain um firm and uh, maintain those that um god consciousness no matter what and no matter what you know or where you are yeah. in your, in your journey because it's so damaging to lose that connection and it's so hard to build up again yeah um, so I think what helped me gain that God consciousness again was um, Ramadan. And um, so like my first Ramadan Mm -hmm. um, and I felt so much peace fasting and I'd fasted a couple, like one day every year. Okay. um, For uh, like the last few years uh, before I became Muslim so I knew what it was like to fast, but I didn't know really the spiritual side of it. It was more just I was fasting with my Muslim friend. 
and I was just trying it out. I didn't really have that, like I wasn't praying with her or anything. Um, so this was the first time where it was more spiritually connected. Um, Alhamdulillah. And yeah, it brought me so much joy. It was a tough time for me. I was living alone and I found that really hard. So it really, I felt like I grew so much spiritually during that time, especially since it was the time I learned how to pray. Yeah. And like, I've got that connection back with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Um, your first Ramadan, I'm assuming it was outside lockdown, right? Yeah, so yes. it three years yeah, it was ago. A, yeah, it was a month before I took my Shahada. Alhamdulillah. So did you get to experience um Tarawih and you know, iftar with your friends and things like that? Not really because I um because I hadn't told any I told a couple of my Muslim friends, but um yeah it, I invited one friend over for iftar one day and mm-hmm. um that's when I told her that I wanted to uh become Muslim so it was more just like me like a very independent experience it's, yeah yeah in a way that's really nice obviously there's a part of it that um you want to spend with like friends and family and things like that mm-hmm. but the nice part of it is that it's just you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one-on-one and it's just your worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nobody else so in a way it is it is really nice um Mm. alhamdulillah alhamdulillah but I did get to experience that more my the year after because I was living with Muslim um my Muslim friends and that was amazing too it was I got that side of it um that year that's so nice to hear how was that for you it was really nice yeah <laughs> it was so different like a completely different experience mm-hmm. um, and it was just nice um eating with people <laughs> yeah I can <laughs> imagine did it ever feel um how do I put this did it ever feel like really different for you as in you were overwhelmed by the complete shift in lifestyles mm, no no, because everyone's been so welcoming, alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, so I've never really, yeah, no, it's always been such so welcoming and, um, and um, like pe- people have been kind of respectful in a way that they understand that I'm new to everything mm-hmm. and so willing to help in any way that they can yeah very kind (laughs) alhamdulillah that's nice to hear um so moving on to perhaps we can talk about your favorite memory of islam so on your journey towards islam can you tell us about maybe a point where you felt the sweetness of iman yeah so um um this is one of my earliest memories of islam and um, so to give a bit of background, uh, I went to a Steiner kindergarten. So it just means that it's an alternative way of ed- um, learning. Okay. And it kind of encourages parents, like it, it, it encouraged parents to get involved. Um, so we would have different festivals and events throughout the year that the parents would get involved in. Um, 
And so this one was during Ramadan and we had iftar in the kindergarten. And mm-hmm. it I was about four or five at the time. Um, and I remember just laying on the floor because it was quite late. And I was just laying on some cushions and watching the Muslim fathers pray in congregation. Wow, and it's a memory. Yeah, subhanAllah. It was a memory that stuck has stuck with me. Um, and I remember going home and I found a rug that to me looked like a prayer mat that was similar to what the men were praying on. And I would lay it out on my floor and pretend to pray in the way that I'd seen them pray. Wow, and I feel like this is, yeah, this is the earliest memory I have of Islam and like the most beautiful. <laughs> wow. So did you say you were four, five years old? Yeah. It's so amazing, subhanAllah, how Allah like guides you from yeah. literally the beginning. And you just yeah. have these small signs along the way, sort of shaping mm-hmm. you and preparing you for that journey. It's just it's just amazing to hear. SubhanAllah. Yeah, it's a memory that um, has always stuck with me. Alhamdulillah. Um, do you have any other memories you'd like to share? Or we can move on if you like. Um... I have a memory uh, where it was, it's more recent, so um, it's just, it's a very simple memory, <laughs> we're like feeling, and mm-hmm. I went on a trip with, um, what they called, it was, it's like an ISOC, it's not ISOC, but it's, um, it's those trips where, do you know when they, like, go to um either spain or morocco do you have that to you uh, i'm not quite sure is it a retreat or kind of yeah, yeah. so it it focuses on like the islamic history of those areas mm-hmm. and we went to granada cordoba and seville and so there was a mosque and it's um it's there's a it's in where was it in granada mm-hmm like gardens overlook a valley and you can see Alhambra there um and it was just so beautiful (laughs) so that's just setting the scene um I just remember praying there and just feeling complete like peace yeah and and just like they'd have the doors open so like the air fresh air was coming in it just I don't know (laughs) it was just a moment that i think about a lot (laughs) subhanallah i can totally relate with you um as in like praying in another masjid overseas is just another Mm. feeling um but anyway should we move on to talking a little bit about your transition to modesty um if you're comfortable with that obviously um so was it difficult for you obviously transitioning to modesty um with the hijab um and perhaps wearing like baggier clothing was that at all difficult for you um not really I took everything very slow I did everything very gradually so I started dressing more modestly when I was around 18 mm-hmm. and uh yeah I didn't find it difficult alhamdulillah I did everything um gradually which worked well for me personally um so I started by wearing long sleeve tops and trousers and then moved on to more fit, uh, loose fitting clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, 
covering my hair was like the biggest step I took um mm. especially because I knew some of my family disagreed or perhaps just weren't educated on like the importance of it mm-hmm. so um yeah so I I told my parents when I was ready to start covering my hair and that it was what I wanted to do and they were fine about it alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. um and I feel like um it's more that they I don't know that they're expecting me to be someone completely different but I'm still me (laughs) so wearing hijab has been the um most amazing experiences for me there's been so many more benefits than um negatives Mm -hmm. and I've had so many beautiful interactions with complete strangers just because I'm visibly Muslim so just to leave it on a positive that's lovely um so to answer your question my advice is to go at your own pace um because it can be a scary uh transition especially if you don't have support um and talking of support I'm always here if anyone ever needs to talk about things or needs any advice I'll try my best to support and comfort you inshallah um yeah so just remember that um everyone is on their own personal spiritual journey um and this is a lifelong journey where you should constantly constantly be seeking knowledge mm-hmm. um and you'll never know enough about Islam and that's the, kind of the beauty of it mm-hmm. There's so much to learn and benefit from, inshallah. Yeah. So I think that's one, because I'm thinking to how I felt, that's one thing that's kind of um, uh, hindered, like, my progress was um, not feeling like I knew enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going <laughs> to So Exactly. That's, that's how it is. <laughs> exactly. Like you said, Islam is not like a end point that we reach it's something that we're continuously striving for there's no end point yeah. and there's no maximum amount of knowledge you can reach there's always going to be something that we don't know as much as we might know alhamdulillah there's, there's always more mm. we can do and learn yes exactly alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah um so we're coming up to the end of the episode alhamdulillah it's been so so lovely listening um to your journey and it's just been amazing to hear alhamdulillah um, before we end it off, I just wanted to ask you um, one last question so that we can end on something really lovely. Um, so my question is to you, what is your favourite ayah of the Qur'an? Um, so my favourite, uh, it was hard to hard to uh, choose, but this is one of them. Um, so, for indeed with hardship will be ease indeed with hardship will be ease um i think this is so something that is so how do i word it like it's something that i'm always going to hold in my heart Mm -hmm. because it's so true that bad times don't don't last and that ease is always near especially in times like now it's or any times it is always um there's um yeah there's always ease around the corner um and that reassures me <laughs> that are... yeah that is a beautiful ayah and I'm sure it 
really affects many people um obviously with every hardship it comes with ease mm. um so it's always reassuring to know that um yeah sorry and um also that it, it reminds me that Allah um subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners and I it makes me trust him no matter what and um we cannot plan our lives any better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exactly exactly um alhamdulillah so like I said we've come to the end is there anything else you'd like to add or perhaps any final words or any final pieces of advice you'd like to give to the listeners inshallah before we end no that is all thank you so much for having me no worries thank you so much it was really a pleasure to listen to your journey and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for you in the future to come and for whoever is listening also so with that being said I'll end the recording now Thank you very much, Izzy, for everything. And thank you to those who were listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Oh.